And into the Real Money Show we go. The number is one eight seven seven eight silver Make sure you call that number and go online to guildhallwealth.com. Get the Precious Metal Advisor and the Investor Kit. Uh, we always start with the week that was, do we not, Darren? But we're going to go right into this. I'm going to ask you something right off the top. Uh, you guys often talked about the fundamentals of precious metals, but, uh, but your favorite metal has been silver. Today, I understand we're going to discuss the idea of why silver and gold. Kind of uh, silver, gold, one-on-one for our listeners. Let's break it into two sections and start with your favorite metal, Darren, silver. Why should our listeners be investing in silver today? John, it's a good time based on where the price is. Both metals, gold is even on the year right now as we tape the show on Thursday, and silver is up about 2.5% in U.S. dollars. Now, if I translate that into Canadian dollars, it looks much better. In most currencies, it looks much better. But if you're listening, please think about this. About 90% of investors buy stocks, real estate, or some type of interest-bearing instrument, less than 10% will ever actually buy real physical silver. Now, we reach thousands of readers and potential investors monthly, yet this is completely minuscule compared to the 70-plus million investors in the U.S. and Canada alone. And my point is really simple, John. If you're looking for an undiscovered investment item, silver and gold fit the bill. Everyone has preconceived notions about precious metals, whether it be in song um, or movies and things like this. So there, there is an underlying understanding of what it is. But in the, in the last several decades, we have been convinced that fiat money or pa- money, which is paper-based, backed by government decree, has some sort of value. And as that starts to deteriorate, you start to see gold and silver come to the forefront more and more. And I mean, if you look at it from a pure practical perspective, Mm -hmm. silver is an item that's been known since the dawn of civilization. I mean, John, if you think about it, most people naturally hold very strong preconceived opinions about silver. I mean, if you ask the general public, they might tell you it's something that, that their wife wears. You know, a man might say it's something my wife wears on her finger or it's a piece of jewelry, or they might have an idea of what they think about gold. But the truth is, when we look at, when we look at, uh, when we look at silver from the perspective of the long term, the bottom line becomes, if you think about it just from a pure practical perspective, about everyone is aware of it. Somebody around you, whether it's a family member, whether it's an uncle, an aunt, a cousin, a nephew, a niece, they have some idea of what gold or silver is, some preconceived notion of what it is. And most people have even heard about the stories of gold and silver. Jeremy was just alluding a little bit to the historical reference, but I mean, if we look back to the last bull market in the 70s and early 80s, you might have heard of the Hunt Brothers. There's a story about silver that jumps right off the paper, but very few have taken the time to study silver closely. It's easier and less time-consuming and, you know, really to rely on superficial opinions. And unfortunately, that is not the path to investment success. One eight seven seven eight silver and over to guildhallwealth.com for more, Jeremy. And a lot of those superficial opinions are people who have no interest in precious metals because there's nothing to be gained by promoting it. Um, obviously, we feel that it's important to have as part of a portfolio for defensive purposes. And yes, there will be an opportunity to make a lot of money, we feel, in this market. But if you're talking to, for example, a financial advisor who simply can't offer uh, precious metals in a portfolio, they're they're not going to be excited to talk about precious metals unless they really, really have looked at all dimensions of the market and realize that gold isn't correlated to paper assets. So they're, they're opposite. 
If there's a problem with paper assets, whether it's money being currencies or stocks, you're going to want something on the other side of that, something like a hedge, and that's what gold and silver provide. Darren, we, we, we actually recommend that you own 15 to 20% of hard assets in your portfolio. This is where gold and silver is an insurance policy for this. Uh, back in 2011, silver hit a high of $49 and change. Gold was at $1,930. Gold and silver has come off. It really got beaten down. The reason it got beaten down is because interest rates were brought down to basically zero, which meant you had to put your money into the stock market. You couldn't put your money into or, or real estate. You could, couldn't put your money into any other asset because, for example, if you put your money in the bank and you're getting zero, one percent, half a percent interest, that's not keeping up with inflation. Housing has gone up because interest rates are low right now. But nothing goes up in a straight line. We are in for a huge correction in the stock market, in the real estate market. These are all bubbles. At Guildhall, we only sell physical gold and silver, platinum and palladium. But our two favorite metals are gold and silver. And as Jeremy alluded to earlier, the price in gold and silver is actually low when you take in the price of the U.S. dollar because Metals are traded in U.S. dollars, but if you look, the Canadian dollar is 27 28% lower than the U.S. dollar, so therefore gold and silver is actually higher in Canadian dollars, and it's holding its own. With Janet Yellen bringing out the budget and saying that you know they're not going to put up interest rates for a while, it means, in my opinion, that the U.S. economy, though they're touting as it being really, really great, it's actually quite weak. The unemployment, though it's at 5.5%, there's a lot more people unemployed in the States that have given up looking for jobs. Mm. You know, if you want to work at McDonald's or you want to work at some service industry that's going to pay you not even enough to buy a ham sandwich an hour, it doesn't make sense. Some people have two, three jobs to keep up. The middle class in, in America is eroded. Uh, we talk about America, though it does affect us in Canada. Whatever, you know, they sneeze in the U.S., we get a cold in Canada. That's how it works. You have to have physical product in your portfolio. We're not talking about, you know, paper. We're not talking about certificates. We're not talking about equities, stocks. We're not talking about ETFs or futures or options, options on futures. We're talking about physical bars. We have several ways that you can invest in gold and silver. We have our e-store, which is a wonderful way to go to Guildhall Wealth, right-hand corner e-store, with a click of a mouse, you can be invested in gold and silver. You can buy maple leaves. You can buy 10-ounce bars, 100-ounce bars of silver. You can do the same with gold. You can buy gold maple leaves, 1-ounce gold bars, 10-ounce gold bars, even kilo gold bars. It's as easy as just clicking on and making that first investment. It's very, very simple. We also have a depository. We don't recommend that you take gold and silver home and, you know, whether you put it under the bed or bury it in the basement, wherever you're going to do with it, it's not smart to take product home. You need to keep it in a safe, secure place. And we offer a depository here in Ontario that's safe, secure. We can allocate and segregate your product. We even will give you the bar numbers so that you can actually have a list of everything that you own. And the bars that you put in are the bars that you get back. And it's for easy liquidity. When the product's in the safety, in a, in a depository, in a safe, secure location, 
you can pick up the phone and buy and sell product that can be put into the depository or can be taken out and sold. It's very, very easy. Today, I had a client come in, picked up some product that they had in the depository. They wanted to take it home. And I tried to talk them out of it, but they took it home. <laughs> it was quite significant amount of product, but the chap didn't want to pay storage. That's a you know penny wise, a pound foolish mm-hmm. in my opinion, because it's not safe to take product home in these turbulent times. And if someone knows you've got it at home, if it's not nailed down, someone's going to steal it in these times. But but there was no obligation. Right. He got his product within a day. Um, anyone who's looking to sell product, they get their funds within a day. We're not holding anybody up for anything, and that liquidity shows in either receipt of product right away or receipt of one's funds right away. So I think that's definitely one of the benefits of working with a company that works outside the banking system. And when you're storing your gold at the depository, it's outside the banking system. There's no counterparty risk. And that's what's key about gold and silver is that there's no counterparty risk. Gold and silver don't have any debts attached to them. They can't go in debt. They can't go bankrupt. It's a, a, a solid place to secure value. That's what you do. You store value in gold and silver. The number to call is one eight seven seven eight silver to start investing. And I want to mention this as well. Coming up Saturday, April 11th, that is from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m., you'll catch a natural fancy colored diamond investing seminar. Going to be the Harbor Banquet and Con- uh, Conference Center in Oakville. You want to go to guildhalldiamonds.com to register for that. Very important. Yeah, we're really excited about that. Actually, Nicole Snipman's going to be doing the seminar and she's really informative on investing in natural fancy colored diamonds. But just as an incentive for people listening out there that haven't invested before, when you buy a 100-ounce of silver from Guildhall, whether it's 10 10-ounce 10 bars or a 100-ounce bar, we're giving away one ounce of silver bar right. with the order. So you can go onto our, our website, Guildhall Wealth, right-hand corner is our e-commerce store. Just click on, fill out. It's easy. You can place your order, be delivered to you, or it can be placed in the depository. Last couple of minutes, Darren, get into the uh, the fundamentals of work in silver, would you? Well, we'll take that second segment to really delve into the four major fundamentals, which are the U.S. dollar, the expectation of inflation, geopolitics, and supply and demand. But when I look at silver, and that's my favorite metal, in commodity terms, namely, does its current price accurately reflect current supply and demand? Or is the is you know is the price under over or is it fairly valued compared to its current and its future expected supply and demand? Now this is the essence of all analysis. It's such an interesting question because these days it's tough to know what the value of a dollar actually is. What you know debts are are something ephemeral. We don't really it's someone else's backyard. It's not our yeah. backyard. So in the next segment we want to talk about these fundamentals, how to actually figure out what the value is because no one understands what what is the value of a dollar. You see re- real estate climbing like crazy. Wage isn't climbing like crazy. How do you figure out where we're supposed to be? What what should a dollar buy you today? How much how much coffee should it get you? How much oil should it buy? Mm-hmm. How much silver should oil buy or how much Oil can you buy with silver is what I'm trying to say. How much house can you buy with silver? These are the things we want to know so that we understand if something's undervalued or overvalued. You're making a good point because it's relative, right? I mean, if you don't understand what the value of something is, you're going to have the wool pulled over your eyes and it's going to continue to happen. And we've fallen prey to that by becoming victims of the paper 
you know, economy. Right. Do we do we want to be investing in things that are 10 times over earnings or 20 times over earnings? Is that where you're supposed to be putting your money? And that's, I mean, that's what we want to talk about when it comes to silver. It's unique in that silver has a very, very special supply and demand relationship. And we want to delve into that in the second segment. And we'll get into that after we take a short break. The number to start investing, one eight seven seven eight silver Go to the website, guildhallwealth.com. While you're there, you can click on the e-store right at the top. The Real Money Show on Talk Radio, AM640. And back at it we go, one eight seven seven eight silver guildhallwealthcom to start investing. Make sure you pick up and sign up for the Precious Metal Advisor e-commerce store. Uh, Paul, what's the special you have on for that? Well, John, it's a great special. Whether you buy 10-ounce bars of silver or 100-ounce bar of silver, with every 100-ounce of silver you buy from Guildhall, we're going to give you a 1-ounce bar completely free of charge. It's an incentive. Why are we doing it? Our prices are great, but we want you to start a portfolio. Whether it's for yourself, whether it's for your kids, you can get going. Whether you buy 100 ounces, 200 ounces, 500 ounces, get into the market. This is a great, great time to get into the market and buy. You can go to the e-commerce, simple as anything, of a click of a mouse. Or if you want to call, call Mm -hmm. us on the numbers. We'll be happy to talk to you. One of our brokers will be delighted to take you through whether you want to buy the product, take it home, or buy the product, put it into our depository. Either or, it's easy to get into this market. And it's an insurance policy. You know, everybody has life insurance, health insurance, car insurance. You know, you don't want to collect on your life insurance. That's why you have it. But it's for protection. And this is what gold and silver is. We believe that this is a turning point in the market. We think that gold and silver is on the way up and is going to take out the previous highs we had in 2011. Great opportunity, great time to buy. Good thing to talk about, Darren, when it comes to silver, especially supply and demand. Give me some details. Well, we touched on it before in the first segment. And what's unique to silver, John, is that its demand has exceeded its supply for over 30 years now with very low prices over most of that time. And that would literally be impossible for any commodity except that it has actually occurred in silver. But the very reason it has occurred in silver is the reason I think silver is the best investment It's got a deficit consumption pattern, and if that happened in any commodity, it would make it the most bullish of circumstances for investors. And in most cases, you never see that happen, but in silver, it's happened. And I just can't imagine a more bullish stance in any commodity than for consumption to exceed production for that amount of time. That condition can't last, and the problem is by the time it's obvious that a commodity's consumption is greater than its production, it's usually reflected in the price being quite high, and the deficit about to be corrected by that is going to be so substantial that you're going to end up having a significant opportunity, and I don't care what the commodity is. If you look at any commodity that's in this right. situation outside of silver or precious metals because of the stigma that's attached to them, most investors would have already bought the heck out of it. We've seen it happen in numerous commodities across the board over the last 10, 12 years. But in silver, it has yet to beat its all-time high. Gold's done it. Copper's done it. We had palladium do it, platinum do it. Many of the precious metals have already done this, but silver has yet to beat its all-time high. So from a pure perspective of what is a good opportunity, undervalued at this point in time, it's silver. One eight seven seven eight silver guildhallwealthcom to start investing. Click on the e-store. Guys, what, uh, what makes silver shortage of supply so special? 
Well, what makes it so special, John, is how it was satisfied. Most of the silver inventories consumed over the past 60 years came from big government uh, holdings, and the cumulative amount is staggering. It totals near 10 billion ounces. And this means that approximately 150 million ounces of silver came to the market every year for about 60 years above and beyond what was mined and recycled. Now, this exerted a tremendous influence on the supply-demand fundamentals, and because governments are not-for-profit organizations, silver was dumped in a decidedly non-free market fashion prior to this bull market. No regard whatsoever was given to the price. Now, whether it was disposed in common coinage or donated through giveaway auctions arranged by uh, back in the day called the Silver Users Association, or more recently, whether it was through central bank leasing, the common thread to government silver disposals was that the price was not a factor for the sellers. It was really priced low, and they didn't care. They were giving it away. They were getting selling it away, and it was being uh, basically abused at those lower price ranges. The billions of ounces of government silver are now gone. There is no government stockpile that exists anywhere in the entire world. The U.S. government's inventory of 5 billion ounces over 60 years ago is now zero, and they were the largest holder of it. And since they ran out of the actual physical supply, and we're going to talk about demand and and where all that demand is coming from, because it's not pure investment, we can assure you it's coming from a lot of other sources. But on the supply side, when governments, for whatever reason, are looking to create synthetic supply to keep the price going down or to keep it down, when they ran out of actual physical silver inventories, they moved into other sorts of schemes to help try to keep the price down. And this is this is very strange in any sort of market, but right now specifically, you see that the open interest in, in silver is massive while the price is very, very low, which should actually not be the case. You would typically see very small open interest. We're talking in the futures market, very small open interest in a market that's very, very low. Because as we know, most people want to buy at the top of a market, not at the bottom of the market. There's no interest at the bottom of the market. The herd mentality. So this is clearly synthetic supply. It's paper supply. And how long can a scheme like that go on for? That's the big question. So we don't talk about, hey, listen, load the boat back up the truck, buy as much possible you can. Hey, if you can afford as much as you can, buy as much as you can. We recommend 10, 15% of someone's portfolio in gold and silver. We recognize the opportunity, but we're, we're, not, we're not financial advisors. We're not telling anyone to, to put all of their money into this. The fact of the matter is, is we don't know how long it can go on for. We know the supply is really, really short. We know the demand is massive, and we'll turn our attention to that in just a moment. But we know at some point the shackles will come off, and once they do, it's going to, the market will find its proper price level, and we should talk about the value. We promise to talk about that. So we feel that this will happen. The market will move significantly higher, and you want to have some of your position in this market. And the other thing is that we are bringing to our clients uh, where the investment of being able to put gold and silver into an RRSP or other types of pensions that we're going to be bringing to you. So there's interest in that. Give us a call. We'll run through with you. You can put away money monthly for 2015 RSPs uh, or any other type of pension plan that you want to get into. But I think we've got about 13 or 14 different types of investing that you can do through us where you can put gold and silver. 
one eight seven seven eight silver. It all starts with a phone call and online to guildhallwealth.com. Darren, expand on that. Well, that's, again, an important point. I don't want to take away from what we were discussing, but Paul's uh, suggesting that if you have funds you want to park in physical gold and silver through a registered investment, get on the list of information that's going to be coming out to you. <clears throat> Pardon me. I highly recommend that you get on the list. You get knowledgeable about how to do it. We're going to be talking about who we're partnering with shortly, and it's going to be making it a reality for people to do this. And this will be very important. But back on the topic of supply and demand, when you think about it, this type of shortage is known by very few people. The opportunity that is presented before you today in silver is something that is not known throughout the world. We've used 5,000 years of silver in less than 60 years, and we've done so to the extent that there is now arguably more gold above ground than silver. I know I just said something that doesn't make sense to most people, but it's true. If you follow this story and you read it like we do and you understand it like we do, you would realize that there is such an undervalued investment opportunity in front of you. It's not even funny. Now, quickly, before we end this segment, let's talk about demand. We've seen all this supply dwindle down. And even in the last bull market, we've gone from 9 billion ounces above ground uh, down to less than 1 billion ounces above ground at this point in time. What makes silver so exciting, Jeremy, from a demand perspective? Well, in the 70s, you had one, you had a couple different sources for, for silver. You needed it for photography and film, and you had it in, in jewelry, and you had it in cutlery and things like, and things like this, and also in, in coinage or whatnot. Today, it's proliferated through so many different industries, mostly anything digital, anything electronic, anything that you touch that, that, that needs electrical power has some silver in it. Mm-hmm. Um, solar power is huge for silver. Water purification is huge for silver. And we just uh, put out an article this week in the Precious Metal Advisor talking about um, nanotechnology in silver because a lot of joint replacements, one of the biggest problems with them is that people get infection, um, infection yeah. afterwards. So what they're actually doing is putting nano silver into the new joints – that it's will kill joints, isn't it? Not that, the that will, and stuff. Right. That will that will kill off infection. Either way, it kills the pain. Yeah. So the, the 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 usages for it are growing all the time. That type of that type of invention is going to uh, change the medical field completely. And that's not even talking about bandages and and those sorts of things because it does have that natural um, absorbing of bacteria. So it's in clothing, sports clothing, transition lenses. It's in so many different things. So this is absolutely huge. I neglected to mention, Darren's pointing out, lasers, satellites, high-tech weaponry, um, and again, a lot of nanotechnologies, battery power, especially if you think about electric cars and things. We're going to need a lot and a a lot, a lot of silver. However, there's 7 billion people on the planet. The last time silver hit $50, there was there was about 3 billion people on the planet. China, India, and Eastern Europe didn't even take part of that market back then. That's changed. Today, there's a massive amount of people looking at this market. So the demand is continuing to grow through all different sorts of sources, not to mention the amount of people. And there's not even enough silver for every person on this planet to have an ounce of silver in their hand. So 
the demand is always going to be continuing to rise in a, in a point where supply is completely decimated. How much longer is that going to last before the real price of silver is found out? One eight seven seven eight silver online to guildhallwealth.com to take advantage. And if you look at it, just to add more to that from a numbers perspective, demand from an industrial perspective is up over 200% since 1999 alone. It's the Silver is the best conductor of electricity. Every computer, server, monitor, cell phone, everything that we use electronically has silver in it. Now, the big question is silver, gold, how many ounces of silver should it take to buy a house? How many ounces of silver should it take to buy shares in the Dow? How many ounces of silver or gold should it take to buy a barrel of oil? We're going to talk about that in the next segment so that people understand exactly how undervalued gold and silver really are right now. One eight seven seven eight silver online to guildhallwealth.com. And a reminder as well, the Natural Fancy Colored Diamond Investing Seminar, which we'll get to in a couple segments. Uh, the seminar is happening Saturday, April 11th. That's going to be from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. at the Harbor Banquet and Conference Center in Oakville. Go to Guildhall Diamonds to register for that. More of The Real Money Show coming up on Talk Radio, AM 640. Ready Top. yet? No. Ready yet? We are ready. Okay. And back with more of The Real Money Show. As we get into this, I want to remind you once again, as we, uh, we get into this segment, that's our natural fancy colored diamond investing seminar going on. You want to uh, educate yourself, get involved Saturday, April 11th. It's going to be happening from 11 a.m. to 1, two hours at the Harbor Banquet and Conference Center in Oakville. Guildhall Diamonds to uh, take part to make sure you register for that early and get your seat. We also mentioned, Jeremy, at the end of the last segment, um, we're talking a little bit about silver and gold and talking about what it would cost to buy a house and other things. We're going to have to wait and find out. We're, we're, that, that's a radio tease is what that one is. So we will tell you, but in a little while. First, want to get into diamonds. Why don't we do that? Well, the wealthy are on a buying spree, John. Their goal is to lessen their exposure to paper currencies. I watch the jewelry auctions like Paul and Jeremy, Nicole at our office, and everybody else. We also all subscribe to the Sotheby's and Christie's catalogs, and prices for top quality colored diamonds are going through the roof. Yeah, I mean, we've been on the air for over six years, and you've been hearing us talking about the incredible, unprecedented growth in and returns on natural fancy colored diamonds. We are members of the Fancy Color Research Foundation. This is a foundation that actually follows and tracks the costs of diamonds. There are some very, very large companies that belong to this. It's a very, very tight-knit organization. And they've been showing over the last 10 years, for example, pink diamonds of over a carat size, especially argyle pinks of VS quality, uh, have gone up about 341% over 10 years. All natural fancy colored diamonds have increased in value at extraordinary rates. Uh, We bring to you at Guildhall Diamonds an unbelievable collection of investment-grade colored diamonds. We search out the best quality from the cutters and polishers. What we leave behind, somebody else is buying. And we only go for the best quality because we believe that natural fancy colored diamonds is probably one of the best kept secrets of investing. When you have returns of argyle pinks of 340% in 10 years, this is an unbelievable opportunity. Now, this mine, which is the argyle mine, which is in Western Australia, is going to be closing around about 2018 to 2020. The production is down to minimum. Every year... This mine brings out a tender. 
they put up about 55 diamonds of their best quality that's produced from that mine. It's not even a half a champagne glass of diamonds. Mm. They produce, the Argyle mine, 90% of the world's pinks, yet it's only one-tenth of 1% of that total mine's production. The other 10% of the diamonds come from India, come from South Africa, uh, and other parts of the world. Doesn't mean a pink diamond is a bad diamond because it's not come from Argyle. That's not the case. Pink diamonds are extremely rare and extremely desirable. And we bring to our clients an investment that we think that will carry on growing and growing and bringing you unbelievable returns. If you're looking to retire or if you're looking to put your kids through you know, school, education, 15, 20 years down the road, you buy a diamond for $50,000 in a pink, that diamond could easily be worth an Argyle pink a quarter of a million dollars. At the rates that you're getting, whether it's from you know, interest at the bank or some type of returns, your property is also going up in value. Everybody should own their own home, and I'm, you know, I agree with that as a hard asset. But a natural fancy-colored diamond is an easy thing to store. You can put it in a safe deposit box. You can even put it into a piece of jewelry. Most people know about investing in the stock market, or supposedly, though from listening to my customers, most of them seem to be getting killed on a regular basis buying stocks mm. or mutual funds. Most people know about real estate. To an effect, everybody, you know, if I say to somebody, would you sell me your house for what you paid for it? The answer is no. But you don't day trade your house. So therefore, you don't need to day trade a diamond. You buy it as an investment, whether it's 10 years, 15 years, you put it away and you watch this investment grow. There's no chart, there's no paper or no TV that you can look at to see how much it's going up every day. I can assure you it just keeps on going up year after year after year, and this is an investment that you should get to, and you should come to one of our seminars. It's really important to get educated in what's happening in this really, really incredible market. That seminar, by the way, that Paul just mentioned is happening on Saturday, April 11th. You go to Guildhall Diamonds to uh, register for that one. Yeah, wine goes up, classic cars go up, Jeremy, diamonds go up. But three hundred. I can't get that number 340% out of my head. Why? Rarity. There's just simply not enough diamonds out there to satisfy demand at all. And the demand is coming from people who are looking at the very wealthy and what they've done to make money, and they buy rarity and they buy quality and the better the quality the more rare that is just like in in any type of gem the the better the quality the more rare that is and the more sought after it will be and therefore the more expensive it is and it's no different in colored diamonds first of all we're buying and procuring the best quality natural fancy colored diamonds. That means that they are very valuable and very sought after and extremely rare. These are the rarest, not just of colored diamonds, but of all diamonds. And so when you have that type of rarity, and when we're talking rarity, Paul mentioned pink diamonds being one-tenth of one percent of production of argyle. That's not far off of all production. The amount of pink, di- uh, amount of colored diamonds coming out of the, out of the ground is less than one percent. And the amount that will be of investment grade are going to be even less than that. So that rarity is what's giving you that consistency of return. And if you buy the right type of diamond, you're going to get returns that really will make you incredibly satisfied that you, that you made that purchase. Now, 
Let's say you don't have a million dollars to buy a diamond that's going up 50% a year or 100% a year. Let's say you only have 10,000, to put into a colored diamond. You can buy a very rare natural fancy colored diamond for $15,000. Now, in five years, you'll see a great return. In 10 years, you'll say, wow, I made a really good decision. And in 20 years, you'll say, I can't believe what a pittance I paid right. for that diamond. Right. And that's what you want to look for. Now, it's, that's not for everybody because every, most people want to buy something and buy and sell fast. They have this idea of fast money. Let's make fast money. A lot of people buy real estate. They're willing to hold on to that for 25 years and plunge toilets and check on their, their, um, their tenants. Colored diamonds is much easier than that. You simply buy it, you put it away, and in 20, 25 years, you'll look back and say, I cannot believe how cheap I bought that diamond for. So in order to find out about these things, in order to get a feel for the diamonds and how special they are and just how rare they are, we do book confidential appointments where we can show you some natural fancy colored diamonds Mm -hmm. and show you the type of gains that these type of diamonds have seen and what we expect to see going forward. And all you have to do is just contact us. And you don't really have to drive around with a plunger in your trunk either, which is a nice change, right? It's a right. good, solid investment. And it's portable wealth. It's, mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's money in your hand, in the palm of your hand. You could hold $10, 15000000 million worth of awesome. you know, product. The thing that I, I love about natural fancy color diamonds, you know, we talk about it sometimes in our seminar of a diamond that was purchased, a red diamond, uh, and how it went up in value. The family had to sell, and they didn't realize what they were going to get. You know, 30 years ago, you could have bought a, a one-carat red for about $30,000. Colored diamonds weren't the hot item, but you could have bought it for about $30,000 a carat. Today, you can't even find a one-carat red out there, um, but they're going for about $1.8 million to $2.3 million for a $30,000 investment. If we look at real estate, you know, and we're going to talk about this in the next segment, how much gold would it take to buy you know, real house, estate? Yeah. Natural fancy colored diamonds have gone up at an incredible rate. And as Jeremy said in, in, in the previous segment, there weren't uh, countries like India, China, Brazil, even Russia that were buying product, whether it's you know, gold and silver or whether it's uh, hard assets, other hard assets, whether it's art, antiques, or whether it's natural fancy colored diamonds. India wasn't the market. China wasn't the market. But they want what we have yeah, in the they're West. They're on board now. And I go out to Hong Kong every year, and when I go to the jewelry shows, the diamond shows, you know, Asia is paying much more for the product. They're happy to get it. They want what we have, and in some cases, you know, it's 20%, 30% more than what we're willing to pay. So it's an exciting time in the diamond business. It's a great investment. And if, as I said earlier, if you're looking to retire and you're looking for something that's safe, secure, where the product has never gone down in price in 40 years. Now, when I talk about investment-grade diamonds, I'm not talking about any color diamond. And, and Jeremy said before, you know, 1% of the world of color diamonds that come out of the ground. It doesn't mean they're investment grades. For every 10,000 white diamonds that come out of the ground, there's only one carat of color. doesn't mean it's an investment grade. We look for a specific type of diamond. It has to be the right color. It right has to be the cl- right clarity. It has to have a terrific cut. 
and it has to have a certain carat weight. When we sell yellows, we only sell over a carat because those are the kind of diamonds that people require down the road. Uh, in pinks, we only sell a quarter of a carat or more, and we only sell VS quality. We are very, very specific in what we buy and how we buy them. My daughter, Nicole, is a GIA diamond graduate, um, and she helps me pick out the diamonds. And we you know, look at lots of parcels of diamonds, and we buy parcels. We don't just buy one diamond. We buy parcels of diamonds that we are very selective with. And we only deal directly with cutters and polishers that have that integrity that give us the best product. And that's what we bring to you. One eight seven seven eight silver online to guildhallwealth.com or guildhalldiamonds.com as well. Jeremy. The amount of demand coming out of Asia is only an, an example of the fact that this is a growing market, that every auction record that gets smashed more people are going to look to this market and say, whoa, wait a minute, this is something I want to be a part of as well. This market has grown a lot in the last 10 years. And we think that in the next 10 years, it's going to grow even more. A couple of years ago at, at uh, the JCK show, uh, they were talking about diamond market. Rappaport was doing a seminar. And uh, my sister, Nicole, said, he never mentioned colored diamonds. I said, yeah, that's a good thing. You know, yeah, We right. want to keep it a secret. But we see more and more... Jewelry stores are presenting colored diamonds more and more. You're starting to see articles coming out. So we don't feel that this is an esoteric market that in 10 years, 15 years, the first question we always get, someone says, oh, that's a great investment, but how do I sell? Well, listen, this market's growing all the time. If you're not coming back to Guildhall to help sell, because we'd love to help sell that diamond at the right time, there's going to be plenty because this market is growing and it's growing fast. There's more and more companies and what we're here to do is to make sure that you buy the right diamond. So even if you don't buy with Guildhall, we want to make sure that you know how to buy the right type of diamond to make money. So give us a call, and we can book that appointment and show you what to look for. And get educated as well. The Natural Fancy Color Diamond Investing Seminar, Saturday, April 11th, of course, uh, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. It'll be the Harbor Banquet and Conference Center in Oakville. You want to go to Guildhall Diamonds. Dot com to uh, to register for that as well. The ten step buying guide. You should have that as well from uh, well Nicole. Nicole authors that one, so you should pick that one up and educate yourself as well. And uh, you, we mentioned gold for a house. How much gold does it take to buy a house? Paul, Jeremy, Darren, Let you guys will answer that one. right now. Okay. No, you got to no, you no. got to wait. You got to wait. You got to wait till we take a break. Okay. We got to we got to hook them through the break. So we'll do that and get to more of the real money show coming up in Talk Radio AM six forty and back with more of the real money show one eight seven seven eight silver guildhallwealth.com, the natural fancy colored diamond investing seminar. I want to remind you once again Saturday April eleventh from eleven a.m. to one p.m. Harbor Banquet and Conference Center. That is in Oakville. Okay, Paul, you got some business to take care of. Absolutely, but mm-hmm. go to our website, Guildhall Diamonds, register for the seminar, book early because it's going to be a busy, busy seminar and it's going to be solidly booked. The other thing is as well, if you go to Guildhall Wealth, to our e-commerce site, right-hand corner, you can buy gold and silver with a click of a mouse. We have a special as an introductory offer for our clients and new investors. You buy 100 ounces of silver, you get a one-ounce bar of silver completely free of charge. That's whether you buy 10 10-ounce 10 bars or 100-ounce bar or 100 maple leaves, 100 single-ounce bars of silver, you'll still get that one ounce free. Getting back to what gold would cost to buy against property. Mm-hmm. 40 years ago, a single-family home in Toronto was about $45,000. Today, that home is $450,000. To buy that house, 
you would have had to pay 1,285 ounces of gold at $35 an ounce. Today, that same amount of gold is worth 1,500,000. The house is worth 450,000. What would you rather be in, gold or the house? Yes, you wouldn't have been paying rent or you wouldn't be getting rent from the house if it was a second investment, but you would have been paying taxes. You would have been paying insurance. You'd been running around with a plunger in your hand. If you've got that gold, and even now, and that's at a, at a rate, a discount rate of $1,170, we've been as high as $1,900. That would have been another five, $600,000 in value. Gold and silver, great investment. It's a long-term hold. As I said in the previous segment, you don't day trade your house because when I say to people, would you sell your house for what you paid for it? The answer is always no. You don't have to day trade gold and silver. All you have to do is put it away, hold it. It always goes up. There's only a certain amount of places you can put money. You know, when interest rates are extremely low, the stock market goes up because you pay, you're getting a dividend, maybe 4 or 5%. But you're also taking a chance that that stock that you've got for $100 could be decimated down to $50, $60, and you've lost 30 40% of your wealth, of your capital, even though you've got 5%. It's going to take you five, six years when it does get smashed down to get back the money that you've lost. And there's still people sitting on the sideline from 2008 when they did get killed because they didn't get back into the market. They had 100000 got whacked down to 40000 never went back up. The only people that have made money in the stock market is Wall Street. And they've pushed it up with very, very low interest rates. But it is due for a correction. And gold and silver is due for the correction up. The same as oil has come down from $150 a barrel down to $42, $43 a barrel. If you think it's going to stay at $42 a barrel, then you should load up the boat because it's definitely going to go higher and higher. The ratio of gold to the Dow mm-hmm. at the peak of bull markets in gold and silver has reached one to one. That means that one ounce of gold would buy you the shares in the Dow. So in 1980, when gold hit 850, it was one to one with the Dow, meaning the Dow was trading at 850 points. In 1999, the ratio was about 42 to 1, 41 to 1, which meant it would have been a great time to sell a lot of shares that you had in the Dow and buy as much gold because by the time we hit the peak in, in 2011, and we don't think this bull market is over, not when you look at the fundamentals, we actually came down to about 3 to 1. So wow. the, the transfer of wealth there was immense. Now, right now, we're trading at about 15 to 1, 14, 15 to 1 of, the Dow, of gold to 17 Dow. 17 to 1. 17 to 1. So 17 ounces of gold for every share in the Dow. So you need 17 ounces instead of 1. Mm-hmm. This is a good, good time. We're not going to get back to 45 to 1. Um, silver should be historically 16 to 1. Right now, it's something like 50-plus or 45-plus to gold. gold. So silver is even more undervalued against gold, which is even more undervalued. So we can uh, talk these ratios all day. You're probably lost on the numbers. You can just call one number Mm -hmm. and find out a lot more information about the value of gold and silver. 18778-SILVER is that number. Guildhallwealth.com is the website. Darren, potential of gold and silver. What do you think? Well, the commonly held belief in the industry is that gold could break 3,000 over the next 60 months and silver could break 100 an ounce over the next 60 months. This is something that I definitely agree with. And if you look at the world's largest economy in the U.S., it's chocked full of problems that add fuel to this fire 
potentially taking both of those prices substantially higher than where they are right now. I look back prior to this week at a show we did in 2008. And in 2008, at this very radio station, we were talking about the national debt in the U.S. being a problem. Back then, the actual debt was close to 8 to $9 trillion. Mm-hmm. I looked then at a show we did in 2010 in September, right around the same dollar value as where silver is right now. And at that point in time, the national debt in 2010 was about $11.7 trillion. If you look up that same debt number today, guess what it's at? $17.4 trillion and climbing. Yeah, you see... You see these charts where you see gold, you see the debts rising constantly, and then you see gold rising with it. And somewhere past 2011, gold and silver level off, and you start to say, "Whoa, that doesn't make sense at all." Like literally, you can see a chart for 30 years where they're they're in tandem: debts rise, gold rises, and all of a sudden, there it 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 changed direction, and gold went plateau. And the debts keep rising. Well, something is wrong with that with that picture, and we know that that's going to correct at some point. This is why you have to have some of your assets in gold and silver because you know that it's going to correct Physical at some problem. point. Yeah. The other thing is as well, you know, eighteen trillion in trillion in debt. It's hard to imagine. You know, when we do a seminar on gold and silver, Darren always brings up a slide what a trillion dollars looks like. Darren, what's a trillion dollars look like? Well, you can't quantify it. If To have it in your head, you have to see the image. Look it up on Google, $1 trillion, and look for an image on Google, and you'll be, you'll be absolutely blown away at what Big, it is. You can't even fathom it. Yeah, it's way bigger than a football field. Add a football pile. field of skids stacked six feet high with $100 bill stacks. Then start to think of the derivatives. Yeah, which that's one trillion dollars. You want to really blow your mind. Now you're trying to. Now it's like what the world in a grain of sand. I mean, the wool's been pulled over our eyes for for decades now, and I mean, it never used to be that way. We used to have an economy which was pegged to something of value, and the world's largest economy, which was the U.S., was pegged to gold at thirty five dollars per ounce. And when it was pegged, money printing was in control. When that peg ended and the gold standard stopped existing in 1971. The money printing press is turned on, and they've never shut off. The U.S. is in the most trouble it's ever been in, and nobody wants to acknowledge is this, it. Is this the emperor's got no clothes? They don't want to acknowledge it. It's exactly what it is. Jeremy made the point earlier that, and this is the, probably the single most important point you can have as an investor looking to buy gold and silver to explain this to somebody as the reason why you want to buy, and that is when he's talking about how people have unfortunately become so mentally brainwashed to think that there's value in things that there is absolutely zero value in, and that is namely paper. Paper assets have got zero value. They're backed only by our confidence in that company or that currency, and quite frankly, if you don't have something of value in a hard asset like gold, silver, or a natural fancy-colored diamond, even real estate or art or something of value that's tangible you can hold in your hands, I believe you're making a grave mistake in your future. Well, here's, here's an example. You buy a stock at 20 times earnings or potential earnings, it's going to give you a 5% dividend. Would you pay 20 times for your house? That's going to go up 5% a year anyway. Would you pay 20 times more for it now? It doesn't make any sense. Gold and silver, 
doesn't pay you a dividend, but it gives you the satisfaction, the insurance against paper fiat currencies. Over hundreds and hundreds of years of currency, paper currencies sometime or other fail. Going back to Roman times when they were plugging coins, you know, uh, they did it in Europe. They, whether they drilled the coins or cut some of the rim off the coins to, to pay taxes to fight wars, it hasn't really changed. The U.S. is doing the same thing today. Just so I looked it up, Darren, you mentioned it. It says here an interesting statistic about trillion dollars. It says if you were to lay trillion dollar bills end to end, all right, one trillion would go ninety six, almost ninety seven million miles. That is past the distance to the sun. That's correct. So eighteen of those. Yep, that's a nice number. That's nice. You can yeah, climb all the way to, to the, the sun, sun eighteen times. It's, right? It's called vaporware. Big time. It's vaporware. It's, it's BS. I mean, they keep on printing. Somebody presses a button. There's another trillion dollars. How do you pay off eighteen trillion dollars in debt? In the States, and whether it's in Canada, has also got a lot of debt. So has Europe. So has Great Britain. But how do you pay off that debt by just keep on printing and printing and printing? Sooner or later, the crap's got to hit the fan. Mm-hmm. Somebody has to pay the piper. You need a hard asset. You need something to protect yourself. And gold and silver and a natural fancy colored diamond is going to do that for you. You know, gold and silver are very much undervalued. I think we've highlighted that here today. Um, that said... When you're looking at speculative markets, um, bubble territory and markets, I mean, we've been talking about equity bubbles and derivative bubbles, but if you want to talk about an, a bubble in a market, you're going to need more than 10% participation. And I think we've maxed out at something like 2% participation in gold and silver. So we believe that there's really going to be a small minority at the end of the day that are going to take advantage of that wealth transfer of people who've stored their wealth in gold and silver when they get re... What's the word I'm looking for? When when the value gets reset, reset much, much higher. So you want to consider that and you want to know what the fundamentals are and say, do I really want to be all in paper, all in whatever it is that you're at, or do you want to diversify a little bit into actual physical, not paper? Well, this is one of the things that are happening right now in currencies. They are devaluing their currency. It's the only way to pay the debt off is to devalue your mm-hmm. currency. You've got $18 trillion in debt. You know, knock your currency down by a third. Now you only owe $12 trillion in debt. <laughs> nice. And they've done it several times in the States. We expect it again sometime in the future. It won't happen tomorrow. may not happen in six months. may not happen in two years. But it's going to happen. When it happens, you need to be holding a hard asset, a physical asset that's going to protect you against fiat currencies. And this is why you should own gold and silver. Starts with a phone call, one eight seven seven eight silver online to guildhallwealth.com. And you go to guildhalldiamonds.com as well. Make sure you register for that natural fancy color diamond investing seminar. Saturday, April 11th from 11 till 1, Harbor Banquet and Conference Center in Oakville. Go to the website and register. Get in there, RSVP as soon as you can because it's going to fill up. This has been The Real Money Show on Talk Radio, AM 640.